Christmas. Happy belated New Year's. <laughs> What's up everybody? This is Jay, aka Brother Soap, welcoming you to this 2022 review of British Soaps. Uh, this is our first special that we are doing like this here. We I said, yes, we I said, because you know my girl is here, my partner in crime, the Linda to my dearly departed Mick Carter, Miss Lindsay Amanda. What a do, boo? Hey, how are you? I'm good. You gonna miss me this Valentine's Day since I'm, you know, in the water swimming with the fishes? <laughs> I still think you swam out. <laughs> you better have. When Dr. Well, Collins comes back and, and re does the show again for the second time, he needs to resurrect Mick <laughs> and bring this couple back together. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So I was looking through the British Soap Podcast archives and realized that I have not updated, uh, uploaded a version of the show since around Thanksgiving. So we're doing this episode just kind of as a catch-up episode to fill you guys in on what's going on, let you know what's coming in the future, and uh, yeah, just do a quick catch-up with you. So um, we have a few episodes that are in the backlog that have not been published. Uh, since last recording, uh, I have moved to a new city. I'm back in school. Miss Lindsay is handling business working as usual. So I got to slowed up on my release schedule duty. So I will slap my hand on that. Um, but I am going to remedy that in the new year. So thought process for 2023, we're going to release shows once a month. Uh, and it will be one episode per soap. And the episode is going to cover the previous month's shows. So the first episode you all will hear in 2023 from us after this one uh, will be um, our takes on January, EastEnders, Emmerdale, and Hollyoaks. At some point when BritBox decides to publish Waterloo Road, I would like to add Waterloo Road. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Lindsay has watched them all. I have watched none. I'm mad. And I think we should still have Hobie City. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. So anyway, the episodes that are unreleased from 22, I'll be releasing as kind of flashback episodes. So in the shows that we recorded, I mostly said the dates that we were covering. So just know there'll be a few pop-up episodes this year, which will be releases of some shows that have been previously recorded uh, that are still waiting to be edited and released. So that's game plan. You'll be hearing from us every month. Uh, if you watch multiple British soaps, you can listen to multiple episodes. If you just watch one or two, or just watch one, you can just listen to that particular show's episodes. But you'll be hearing yeah. from us once a month, giving our feedback on what's going on on the British soaps and then we will also pepper in you know specials like specials that we've done before the British soap awards special obviously the most wonderful time of the year uh, and yeah. possibly Halloween special possibly Christmas special depending on how we're feeling so 
just know more episodes are coming. <laughs> so hopefully y'all will get your fill of our takes. But as usual, if there is something today that we uh, do not talk about that you would have liked us to discuss, just head over to britishopodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on Twitterations at UK Soap Podcast. So what we're going to do today is we are going to talk Hollyoaks, EastEnders, and Emmerdale. And we're just going to give our takes on how 2022 went for each of those soaps. In our style, we are going to do our storyline of the year for this, each show. And we're also going to pick a storyline that made us say, what the hell for uh, each of those series. Uh, then we're going to get into discussing our best character of the year and we're going to talk hopes for the shows uh, in 2023. So, Miss Lenz, I want to start us off on the Holly Oaks and let's do what we do and start with those what the hell. So, looking back on 2022, what was the biggest thing that happened on Hollyoaks that made you say, what in the hell? I think, I think we have the same one on this one because it kind of irritated me to no end. It happened near the end of the year, kind of like the last quarter of the year or so. And it was the, you know, two episodes of Silas Return just to have Bobby murder him. <laughs> I, I I love Silas as a character. I think he is great. I think he is a glorious, you know, he was one of the best evil people we've seen on the show in the past decade. And it takes a, you know, you know, 10-year-old or however old Bobby is now to, you know, electrocute him and, you know, remove him from our lives. So, yeah, that was my that was my biggest thing that I had against Hollyoaks this year. Yeah, that was as interesting a choice as it was to have Claire Devine return to the show for five seconds to be run over by a car and killed, only to be replaced by Grace, who has now been on the show for years. Like, just imagine if we still were getting Gemma Bissex on our screen in the way that we're getting Grace. I mean, what would, just, just a vision of storyline, a love triangle between Warren, Claire Devine, and Sienna Blake. Look, come no, on. Come absolutely on. not. I mean, but you know. Leave my Warren away from that woman. Oh man, my memories, yes. So, for my What the Hollyoaks of 2022, I actually went a different uh, oh. route. I'll be talking about Silas in a minute, you already know. <laughs> but I went a different route for this one. When I thought about the year of Hollyoaks and the thing that annoyed me the most, hands down, immediately, it was the introduction of the character Olivia. Oh, I yeah. cannot stand her. She is on my nerves. I hate the entitlements. I hate her snobbery. I hate her being in love with the McQueen and acting like she is better than the McQueen. 
I hated her doing her scheming to mess with Nancy's job. Uh, yep. I hated, you know, the way that she was uh, manipulating Mercedes to for Silas. Like, I, she is one of the most unlikable characters this show has ever seen. That is not to say that the sister is not an excellent actress. Obviously, this girl is flawless. Um, the young lady plays Olivia very well. She. She is so she made good. You hate her. <laughs> like she, she, she was is so one of good the... at making you hate her. <laughs> Olivia gotta go. <laughs> I mean, Silas can be resurrected just to kill her and then go back to his resting place until Father's Day or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Olivia ended up being the uh, the what the hell of 2022 for me with hot lips. Yes. All right. What was your storyline of the year, Mama? My storyline of the year was the the entire Bobby storyline. But it's like, it was nice to see how jealous of how he wants Mercedes to be just with him and not with anyone else. So he just like tries to make it so that every person that his mom tries to get with is essentially either killed, murdered, or gone in some way, shape, or form. So it's just like, I liked seeing, you know, he essentially killed Bob Silver. You know, he, you know, off Silas, which, you know, that was in, or intentionally unintentional. <laughs> he was saving his mom, not, you know, he, I like that he's essentially trying to save her, his mom from heartbreak in the hardest way possible. And, you know, stuff happens later, I will not say, because it's happened recently, but it's just like, I love how, how the mind of a 10-year-old unintentional serial killer works. And that was really well done throughout the year with, you know... Silver Dying and Silas Dying and I don't remember if Silver Dying was actually this year or not. I think it was early in the year, wasn't it? I don't remember, but it was just like it was it was just nice to see how his brain goes more evil and evil because he the, I, I personally think he thinks it's just genetically and and grads in his brain because he spends a lot of time with you know Silas online and you know uh, evil auntie who Silas had off and you know it was just like it was nice to see throughout the year what exactly happened and how it was going and you know everything that went on so yeah I liked seeing the evolution of a 10 year old serial killer <laughs> I feel like with Bobby in that role, we got what EastEnders tried to do a bit with, um, is he also Bobby? Is Ian's son Bobby? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, and yeah. part of me was thinking, like, with the naming, like, and, and the choice, like, if is, is Halios given a little bit of love to... EastEnders because you know that's the storyline that got them so much 
love. Now, the way they played it on EastEnders was, you know, it was shocking, but it was like, Bobby wasn't being vindictive. He was just kind of like, it was like a mental break for him. But that little yeah. kid who played him at the time definitely had a little darkness in him. Now, I yeah, think oh. Hollyoaks Bobby has more of that soap villain darkness in him. And the oh, little kid that plays him is excellent. Absolutely is excellent. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he, he could be a Damien, <laughs> right? If there's a yeah, rebooted uh, Damien movie, <laughs> yeah. he could play that. The Omen, the Omen kid, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think it's excellent. And, you know, because he is the, you know, child in story of one of Javier's most long-running and beloved characters. Like, yeah, one of the legacy characters, mm -hmm. considering, you know, what it is. It's like the Hutchinsons and the Cunninghams are the quote-unquote legacy characters. But, and Mercedes yeah. has a history of being connected to serial killers, because you remember, Silas's story was not about Mercedes initially. Silas's story was about the Costello family and its connection yep. to that family. And it was powerful because of our love for those characters and the fact that he was doing so many dirty things, including, you know, you know, killing his own damn daughter. So now, accidentally, own initially, both you know, of them, like, To be fair, both of them now. But mm -hmm. <laughs> here you go. Right. Um, but, you know, Mercedes ended up roped into it. But Mercedes has experience with this because not only is Silas in her world, she was Brown. married to Dr. Death. She was married to Paul. And that was a fire storyline for her as well. And now, yeah. you know, she's got a child that is in the bloodline of a serial killer and who seems to be, you know, following in his grandfather's footsteps and it's it's very interesting to see her basically be the shirley carter of this storyline and you mm -hmm. know i'm talking shirley carter when everybody's trying to tell her her son has raped linda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which we we just heard revisited on eastenders recently to, to excellent effect right but shirley yep. was not trying to believe it and that's what we're seeing with Mercedes. And we know it's part of the story. We feel for her. But, you know, the fact that we, the audience, know how messed up Bobby is and that Mer Mercy just isn't getting it, I mean, it, it adds to the story. So, yes, mm -hmm. I'm giving all this love and praise because this also was my storyline of the year. Uh, the return of Silas and the way it's been played out, great. I think Mercedes has been great. Bobby has been great. The actress they brought on to play Wendy was fantastic. I love it. Silas, the, I think even Hollyoaks, the way that they did this setup, because, you know, they extended his return for quite a while, and I thought it was cute and creepy the way they did it. You had the weird doll, <laughs> right? Then you got Bobby yeah. playing chess online with G, right? And being clever yeah. about who, who G was so that he didn't get caught. And, you know, Mama didn't feel, figure out it was Silas. Oh, oh, gee, is Gwendolyn, right? That's right. Wendy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like it felt to me like Hollyoaks knew where they were going with this story the whole time, and it played out beautifully. And that has mm -hmm. not always been how Hollyoaks has told stories. So I, no. I really appreciate 
how well it was nice to see a continu- it was nice to see mm-hmm. the actual continuity even after yes. a decade to see how stuff like that could easily play out and how it could essentially ruin you know a child's head Yes. In a way that, you know. Now, I have loved Jeff Roth for years. Did I want him on the show longer? Yes. Just like I want Coronation Street to have a new producer and to bring back my Pat Phelan, right? These actors who can embody these serial killers but still make you like like them enough to want to see them around, that is a rare gift. And so it was nice to see Jeff back to play that role again. I wish I could have seen it longer. But I have to give it up to Holly Oaks because the way they have played out this story throughout the year, it's just been excellent. So I'm giving them their flowers. They did a great job. Yeah, great it's job. like they they deserve or they deserve their win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they deserve their win, dude. <laughs> give 100%. them their win. <laughs> yes. Alright, let's switch gears and go to Albert Square. Miss Lynn's, give us what happened in 2022 that left you thinking, what in the hell is going on in Albert Square? You know, when they first came on the show, I disliked the entire flipping family more than any family ever to end up on the show. And when they uprooted the family by bringing an old Popsy back and getting rid of my favorite one by throwing him in jail, I was really mad about it. I am talking about the entrance of Daddy Panasar and the exit of Sexy, Sexy, Sexy Panasar. The, the, the older one. He rat. He rat. Oh, oh I'm also not happy with this term. Oh, there's, 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 I mean, like, the guy seems nice, or, or you know, dad bro seems nicer now. I, I still don't know his name. I haven't cared much about the pandasars and everything since Suki killed uh, dude bro. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, they brought the dad back, and then... T-Rat gets arrested and thrown in jail, and he and Stacy can't be together no more. And 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 I was just like, oh, they're like breaking up my entire, you know, because I didn't. I hated the family when they first came out. I hated all of them, especially Suki. But now they're trying to, you know, build on some stuff with her, with uh, Stacy's quote unquote wife. And stuff like that. And they're kind of giving her some substance that makes her okay and bearable to watch. And, you know, you have Ash and you have, you know, poor little middle, middle bro there. And it's just like, oh, they got rid of my favorite one. <laughs> and it, it, just, it just hurt my soul. And, and I mean, like, it could get better in time, but it's just like they're kind of redumbing down the Panasars back to where they were when they first came on to being like dislikable and not worth watching. And that kind of hurts my soul a little bit because I was really beginning to like them now that, you know, everything was, you know, back where it was, you know back where they were supposed to be and now, you know, Suki killing the 
old guy and <laughs> with girlfriend, doctor, chick, get money. And I'm like, this is the dumbest storyline I've ever seen in my flipping life. <laughs> and I've seen some pretty stupid crap on souls. So I'm just, I, I, I just don't think they're dumbing my family down. And I hope they, like, bring them back up again. Because they're just dumbing them down. Which gives them to believe one's going to be leaving soon again. So, I don't know. I just... Panthers were cool, and now they're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, so you know that I had a different take to Suki and the Panthers than you did. Now, oh. I'm going to start with Suki because I just spent... Five minutes of my life talking about how much I couldn't stand Olivia on Hollyoaks <laughs> because she was messy and hateful and annoying. But I'm the same brother who from minute one has loved Sienna Blake, who from minute one has loved Claire Devine, who from nope. minute one loved Janine Butcher, right? <laughs> well, so, the first time. <laughs> So, like, I heard something the other day about how gays love a messy soap woman. That, that is usually me, right? So, Suki is the perfect combination of, like, badass mom who you do not mess with, but with that sliver of vulnerability that you can see in there, right? And to me, that is very interesting to have in a character. Another female character that that reminds me of is from Coronation Street. Um, it's Tyrone's evil, abusive wife. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look at I those. forgot what her name was. Girl, you ain't done the one. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Kirstie. I got I'm it like, off the top of my head. Abusive Christie or Killer Christie yeah, or they call her something. They call her something. Kirstie on Coronation Street had that that streak as well. Evil, but but like and, and Sheila Carter's another one. Evil, right? But has that, that streak of vulnerability that's relatable that kinda has you rooting for her. Now you really wasn't rooting for Kirstie, right? But you know, there are a few actresses oh, no. who there are a few actresses who can who can do the tough you know, angry, kind of, uh, kind of sinister, right? Yeah. Uh, role, but also be quality enough to be vulnerable. And I saw that in Suki. And I like the, the entire Panasar clan. Like, Jags oh, is yeah. my heart and my soul. Key Red has always oh. been fine as hell. Vinny is always cute as all get out. For me, the weakest link was Ash. Like, I liked Ash with Ikra. I thought that that was a cute little pairing. But to me, something with Ash just kind of seemed off. So I was kind of like, I could take her or leave her. Um, but the actress is great. Yeah, and I really don't have yeah. any big issues with her. I was just kind of like, eh, she's fine. <laughs> and then she, I kind of felt like she was annoying with Ikra. Like things were going good with her and Ikra, but then I felt like she was like making too many demands and then she got on my nerves. So I was kind of like, okay, girl, you're leaving town, but fine, bye. <laughs> right? So, you know, I have mostly enjoyed the Panasars on screen. Oh, yeah. The two biggest issues that I've had is one, 
that mess where in order to get Vinny off the hook for a crime he committed, Sookie set up Jags to go to jail and they ushered him off screen. To yep. me, that was the worst moment of Sookie's history on the show. I also don't like this mess with Key Rat. Like, I don't know the backstory about that actor deciding to leave the show. I don't know what's going on there. But, like, he's a strong actor. And to, like, take Key Rat, usher him off screen, right? We still got Ash, still got Vinny, and they're both great, right? But Key Rat was, like, the, the rock of the family, other than Sookie, right? And to, like, take the story with him, you know, and have dad and his secret brother, who he has history with, right, ushered mm -hmm. back on the screen as he's exiting, that's a huge waste, right? Like, yeah, and, and, and that was my biggest issue, was mm -hmm. the fact, like you said, he was the rock of the family, mm -hmm. and then up comes dad, who, let's be fair, comes off as really nice, but, you know, is, is like the male version of Suki almost. <laughs> to be there and and you know just up and arrest him and and then he's gone and it's just like mm, something 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 happened there but <laughs> just like yeah i was i was uh, yeah i'm not a fan of new dad bro and and as of right now he just seems kind of fake to me new daddy who to me just plays as honey's uh evil husband 2.0 who we mm -hmm. like yeah us doing dentist 2.0 like no like that's that's just not working for me and i mean ravi is excellent but i don't want ravi to be the replacement like i wanted to see ravi and Vinny and the dad and Suki all interact with each other mm -hmm. so yeah that, that just seems like a strange choice but I like the Panasaw family with you on yeah the, the, the introduction of the dad who was named uh, I pulled him up I think it was Nish Nish name or Nish one of the Nish two Nish. yeah it's like Nish Kumar. I don't whenever I see that name I think of Nish Kumar who is a comedian but okay. yeah so yeah <laughs> like yeah it's just it's just it's just a strange choice you know but it'll interest be interesting to see with uh, EastEnders does with it. Um, the last episode of EastEnders I saw, Ravi initially was acting interested in Denise, and then he turned sinister on her. And I'm like, bro. So, like, I'm kind of like, he can go now. Like, you know, so. It's yeah, like, I, 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 I like Ravi as a person, well, as a character. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, it was nice to see him out of jail and getting, you know, quote unquote, you know back in the family but it's just like meh <laughs> but not if you're gonna come for denise like i've loved denise for i i like R ravi because he's hot i like denise because she's the best so you're not gonna come up there and threaten <laughs> like, denise. i like ravi because he's hot too and he has a hot kid <laughs> i'm saying i don't i don't give a damn how hot you are you come for my denise you have to go bye i love mm -hmm. lucas he had to go bye <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, yep. don't, be from, don't be coming from my Fox family. We ain't here for that. He can go. <laughs> Shoot. They could resurrect, uh, what's his name? What's his, what's, who cute boy from Hobie City, then they got canceled. Oh, isn't it Kush Kazemi? Yes. Oh, East yes. Is the resurrect Kush. They could resurrect Kush like they resurrected Kathy and put Kush and uh, Denise back together. Because Jack acting stupid anyway. She don't need to be messing with Rob. Uh, Rob could go. <laughs> 
Yep. And you know what? They could resurrect Kush. Uh, say there was some kind of baby swap and he's really a Panasaw. So he could be Kush Panasaw. There we go. Yeah! <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it done. Shucks. Um, my pick for what the hell of the year you are not going to be surprised by. Janine's storyline and her reintroduction was absolute trash yeah. beginning, to end, beginning to end. And it's a shame. This is like when Bold and the Beautiful initially brought Sheila back to have her work in a damn restaurant for two months and then she disappeared. Like, yes. what I are they doing? That. What do they do with Janine? Like, this is one of the best actresses to ever be on this show. She has been one of, involved in some of the darkest schemes and some of the mm -hmm. most evil actions on this show. Instead yep. of taking advantage of all the qualities that this woman had to give to this show, which we have seen her deliver on for years, EastEnders first brings her back as a comic character. Then when they decide to uh, have her revisit her ways, it's like this really they wait beneath till the, they her wait till the very scene. end for it to actually do what she would normally do. But it's this really lame scheme that she's too grown woman to be doing in the first place to get a woman drunk initially to get a man I mean the woman is beautiful she can have whatever she wants she ain't got to be hustling for Mick okay but we're gonna no. get a woman drunk and keep her drunk and mess with like get CPS involved in her life all to get a man at the end of the day manipulating your daughter, continuing to perpetuate this fraud about a woman being drunk, and manipulating the guy you're supposedly falling for into divorcing and, you know, being mistrustful of his ex all to get some D? Like, seriously? Like, that's, that's lame. That, that's not interesting at that all. Is, like, yeah. And wasting her relationship time she could have been building with her daughter all over a man. Like, Janine is Janine is more complicated than, like, being man-hungry. Like, that was just lame. Most lame, you know? So, yeah. It's, it, could have, it could have been done a lot better. I 100%. mean, I liked the, I'm like, I liked the very end of the Janine stuff where she went back to, you know, her proper Janine-ish ways mm -hmm. and took the dark route and, you know, quote-unquote, killed me. But it just like yeah, mm, mm, I agree one hundred percent. I, yeah. I mean like I picked some. Um, it's like I picked some pointless ones that weren't necessary, that that didn't need to be there. But that one was kind of like the catalyst for the entire year, mm -hmm. and it was boring. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It hurt, you know. It hurt a waste, lot. Waste of time, waste of talent. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, let's switch it up and talk about storyline of the year, Mama. What was your pick for best storyline of 2022? I'm like, to be fair, there wasn't a lot to pick from. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually liked the entrance of Zach. And I liked mm -hmm. the and I liked all the storylines that he got wrapped up in, like running over Nancy, or, or accidentally running over Nancy, ending up getting with Nancy, breaking up with Nancy, you know, that, 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 
Nancy's entire reentrance over the past year, year and a half was great. And it was nice to see that she was just like, Yeah, I'm divorced from my I'm divorced from my husband now and and you know, I don't want to get with somebody and then I end up getting with you. We want to open this restaurant together. We get conned because of, like you said, Janine, you know, and then she leaves and then Zach gets all sad. <laughs> and then, you know, Jada comes in and there's this whole big hubbub about that. It's like Zach's entrance in this past, you know, year, year and a half period was absolutely wonderful. And I liked how his character has developed. And I like how he's, you know, and I like how he is, you know, having a baby with Whitney and he's working out ways that he can, you know, stick around and get head chef jobs and stuff so he can help raise the baby and, you know, all that stuff. I haven't seen, you know, too much past, you know, the beginning of January yet because I haven't had time, but that's where I'm at with him. But I, I absolutely love Zach's, you know, evolution throughout the year. It's been very nice to see. And, and, you know, Sharon's reactions to him and, you know, everything having to do with that. So I, I rather enjoyed seeing, you know, he and Martin becoming closer. And, you know, it's, it's nice him having a friend group to, you know, get involved with and enjoy. It's, a, it's like I'm picking just one character that I like out of, like, every storyline and, and hoping that, you know things get better and or worse for said character because their storylines have been evolving so much over the past year and it's glorious. So, we'll see. <laughs> I can tell you right now, having already watched most of January and already telling you that his story is taking a twist, you're still going to oh. love him. The boy is, I mean, everything that you just said and more. They are giving him quality material for 2023. I think he's going to run with it. And if it goes as well as I think it might, I think they may set this brother up for a British Soap Award in the coming year. That's how good the material that they're giving him is, and that's how good he's already started doing with it in January. You hear what I'm saying? So, yeah. Excellent pick. Yes, I, I love I love him. So yes. I, I didn't like him at first, but as soon as you know uh, all the stuff with Jada started happening, he started growing a little bit of a conscience. It's like you know what I kind of like this guy a bit, and then you know he evolved, and and he's evolving into somebody that is you know I enjoy, and and I'm hoping that you know he evolves even more. And if you're if what you're saying is anything to go by i am all for it <laughs> yeah you will see shortly and we will likely be talking about it on the next show but um yeah flawless and i've liked him from the beginning and, and the fact that he played so well with sharon i mean excellent P played well with sharon excellent chemistry with nancy like he is he is clicking with everybody on the doggone show he he is yeah excellent. it's like his, his his relationship with sam even i was just mm -hmm. like that's pretty damn hot but you know, it's just like I, I he can fit in with almost anybody I didn't get 
because I went back and watched the episodes where we learned that, you know, uh, he got Whitney pregnant and stuff and where that came about. But it's just like, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, he's willing to put in the extra steps to say, yeah, I got a job, but... I'm not going to take it because I want to be with you and take care of the baby. So it's just like, I absolutely love this man. And I hope, you know, this year does some great stuff for him. And like I said, if what you said is true in just January, this year is going to be very good for him. Mm-hmm. 100%, baby. Yeah, babe. I was, I was surprised. Um, but I think it was an excellent decision. And I think he's gonna rock it, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing everything that that he does, cause yeah, he is excellent, and that is a great pick. Yes. So for me, easy, hands down, storyline of the year, Gene's journey. I mean, is it a wonder that Jillian keeps on winning these doggone uh, awards? She is fantastic as Gene, and she always yep. has been. And I mean, ever since. She fell in love with and lost her uh, last love interest, and it was uh, Daniel. Daniel. EastEnders has just been keeping her front and center, and we have watched her struggle with mental health, family dynamics, and surprisingly, involvement with Harvey, which has ended up being just an excellent fit for her. I I did not expect Gene and Harvey to click as well as they do, but they're fantastic together. And it's like, even after they, you know, quote-unquote broke up, they're finding their way back to each other again, and that's just glorious in my heart. It makes my heart happy. (laughs) I think this was the year, too, where... Uh, Jean had those scenes with Stacy where she was off her meds and you know Stacy yep. was trying to convince her to get back on her meds and Jean just ripped into her just telling Stacy all about herself and all the things she'd done in the past and just being mean and foul and hateful right taking, and taking her taking her son to the tube and saying this is where your yes. dad died I mean yep. the flawlessness <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, Jillian Wright has been a boss since minute one. I still remember her running around. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. All those years ago, right? Like the the work she has done to show like the reality of bipolar, but always centering it in human humanity, and never I feel like using bipolar and making it seem like stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like both her and Lacey Turner. You know, they, I never feel like they take mental health and, like, aren't responsible with their portrayals of women that are managing mental health yeah. issues. It's like, and I my, think my thing with that, yeah, it's like, the thing with that storyline, too, is you have little Lily thing that she's going to end yes. up with it, too, because both her grandma and her mom have it, mm-hmm. so she's going to end up with it, too. Mm-hmm. That so, you know. Twist. Yeah. Yeah, baby girl. But yeah, so I had to. Like, storyline of the year, everything with regards to Jean's journey, her own mental health struggles, her interactions with everybody, Harvey and Stacy, you know, and Shirley. I mean, and Mo even. 
You, yes. I mean, yeah. in the in the in the in the motorhome park. <laughs> I mean, so good. And then the the uh, the the was that this year with the uh, the amusement park? Wasn't that this year as well? Yes. Yeah, that standalone kick ass episode. She went to the she went to uh, the amusement park in the wedding dress. They uh, she was getting married to Daniel, and then she almost drowned. Flawless. Yeah, I think that was at the beginning of the year. Flawless. Beginning middle of the year. That's yeah, what ended her in the hospital. Yeah, just, just, just excellent, excellent, excellent. So, yeah, Jean's journey all the way for me, baby girl, all the way. Mm-hmm. All right, baby, we got one more stop to make, and that is to uh, Queen Kimland. <laughs> Let's take it to Emmerdale. <laughs> what did Emmerdale do to make you say, "What in the Dale"? <laughs> oh. Let's talk about this particular little teen redhead named Chloe who just popped out of nowhere and just mm-hmm. ruined a whole bunch of lives in the village for no reason other than just to show up <laughs> with Carrie. Uh, yeah, apparently her dad's going to be coming soon. But. <laughs> I mean, it's about doggone time. Goodness. I didn't hear that news. You, you just broke that news to me, and I'm grateful. Actually, the other day I was Googling to see if he was coming because I'm like. Did they forget about that storyline? So, yeah, thank you for breaking that news, baby. It's about time. But but it, I was just like, okay, so they're bringing on this new girl for a potential love interest for Noah. Noah becomes obsessed, de-evolutionizes himself to a point of a sad little human being who's just puppy love in love with Chloe to the point where he has to use drones and sneak into her room and steal her shit and get, you know, and get, you know, uh, Cool little dude bro in trouble there. Uh, uh, David's son there. And, you know, uh, and, and it's just like I hated her from the start. The fact that she's Carrie's daughter just makes it even more annoying that she's related to an established character on the show. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that every time she looks Noah in the face, it's just like, don't worry about it, man. I'm with somebody else now, and I am more of a parent to this child than I was ever you know, in love with you. I am not in love with you anymore. Thank you. Goodbye. Hallelujah. The fact that she went and got with Mac and again, you know, ruined his life essentially because now he's going to have to find a way to get around charity and pay her for, you know, baby stuff. And I'm just, I'm just like, she can, she can uh, meet a death with a rock at the bottom of the ravine like uh, uh, Dr. Dude's daughter there. I was just like, dude, no, she can go. I want her gone. She needs to leave. She needs to stop ruining other people's lives and just get gone. Because <laughs> I yeah. hated her from the second she popped up on the screen. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> I liked her. I thought she was great. Where Chloe's character got messed up for me is when she decided to start sniffing after Jacob when he was supposed to be all about Noah, right? I thought she had excellent chemistry with the actor who played Noah, and I thought that the show was going to use her to show Noah, like, is not some creep like the show has been trying to make him out to be for the past 
couple of years for no doggone reason. I thought they were going to use her to show that he is capable of being in a healthy relationship. Now, I'm happy with the way that they took that story because I think Noah has been excellent with uh, Amelia, and I think that is a great way to have, have played that. But yeah, Chloe, I liked her initially, but you know, the bed hopping, so... First she's liking Noah, then she's acting like Noah's a creep, then she's messing around in uh, Nate's bed and trying to mess around with Jacob, and now she messes with Charity Man. <laughs> okay, and now she's, you know, Carrie's real daughter and we're supposed to care. It's too much. It's too much. So, yeah, yeah I, I totally like agree. I had a choice of two, and I chose the uh, more of two evils for this one, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because I think you, I think you probably had my second choice. <laughs> well, let's find out. So, my what the hell story of the year was Kyle shot Al. <gasps> what? That was an excellent twist. I never saw that coming. Of course, I love Kyle more because he is taking care of one of the characters I've hated on Emmerdale more than any other. So, of course, I yep. love him. It was like, <laughs> I, 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't happy what the hell I was going with, but it, it had a similar vibe. <laughs> I mean, Al had to go, baby. Like, Al's, Al's one of like the characters my, that's been it annoying. Was, it, was, it was between Chloe or Taz and Al's affair. <laughs> So it was yeah. like one or the other, and I picked Chloe because I had a feeling you were going to pick Al in some way or other. So. <laughs> yes. I love the twist, and I think that twist was the excellent way to play story afterwards because that immediately put Cain in a noble light because there he is protecting his son, and then we find out later on that that basically is him repeating history because he did the same thing for his brother. Then with uh, Kyle's mother, we've got tension between her and Maddie, her other yep. half who she's not keeping in the loop, and yep. her and Chloe who she just up and left with her child out of town right after their mom left so Chloe had nobody to support her. And then she's finding out that Chloe is her sister and having to deal with this new sister when she's worrying about if her child is going to be taken away in handcuffs. And that's fantastic. And then yep. it's causing tension with Myra, who knows what's going on, but you know, obviously is not saying anything to Chaz, right? And then here comes, uh, you know, uh, Caleb. Oh my goodness. Caleb. Yeah, I, I was, his name was not the one I forgot. I forgot Kane's name for two seconds. But I was like, and here comes uh, Kane's new brother, Caleb who immediately figures out exactly what in the world is going on and is just badass and dogged about making sure that the truth comes out because him, his brother just repeating history, that just was not working for him, right? I mean, so much good came with uh, that story and the twist was just what the hell because I would not have, I did not think, it never crossed my mind that Kyle would have done that. And it was just a fabulous mm. way to play it. And the kid's so sweet. Like, he's, he's, he's being, like, all sweet and loving because he's just protecting his dad, you know. But his dad's an idiot who, instead of just 
tell them the truth, which they would have got out of, out of in two doggone seconds. They could have said Al was threatening Kane and Kyle would have been and was protecting them and it would have been fine. This is a soap opera, so we had to go the long way around to get into the right thing. But I mean, this what the hell is not a bad what the hell. It is a quality what the hell because Emmerdale really handled business with that storyline. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. All right, darling. Give us your pick for storyline of the year. So mine actually has to do with Noah again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I loved the idea. I I'm not a huge fan of the let's have every teen and soak them have babies or get pregnant. But I love the Amelia pregnancy storyline. I love that you know. They went through everything and explained everything and how Amelia thought it was initially the stuff she was taking for weight loss because, you know, she was having, you know, body issues and she was freaking out because she was having body issues and she thought she was getting fat and she was taking pills and she was taking all the stuff. She was passing out with the baby in the house. She was once she was babysitting for Thomas, you know, and and you know all that stuff. And it was just like I I loved the buildup saying, uh, "Did you know that she was pregnant?" And and Dan's just like sitting there. Okay, that's <laughs> you know perfect perfect dad reaction to guess what I'm pregnant. You know Harriet's still alive, so she's trying to you know uh, uh, be the you know bearer of good luck and stuff, and saying hey we can we can do this as a family and stuff since her and Dan are together, which I thought was really weird, and I still didn't approve of. But there you go, and you know it's like. Then she had the baby during the storm, and, and, you know, you have Noah who is being there saying, I will be as helpful as I can and help you through this the best I can because, you know, Samson's a little dickhead. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I, I loved the de-evolution and re-evolution of Noah after the before and after Chloe jail time stuff. Because it was just like, you have Amelia going to visit him all the time. And, and it's just like, I loved I, I loved Amelia this year. She was a very good little actress this time around. And, and, you know, she wasn't really utilized really a lot in the past years. And this year she was really utilized a lot. And it was really nice to see how she was utilized into the story and, you know, how she brought Noah back around and, you know, I'm a, or, you know, he got his mechanic job and he's doing side jobs with, uh, uh, Pierce's boy there. And I'm just like, I, I love the, I, I just love them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it was almost good as Samson coming out or not Samson, but, uh, 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 the, the cute little, uh, Laurel's cute little boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was, that was sweet. Arthur, yeah, it was, it was a hard pick for that one, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was nice seeing Amelia evolve into, you know, a doting mother who, you know, 
takes care of her kid and has Noah with her all the time. And it was nice to see. <laughs> We're watching our babies grow up, baby girl. This is our Tom, Cumming, our Tom Cunningham, our Robin Scorpio. I mean, we're seeing actors that we have watched for years as kids grow up, get their first like little young adult storylines and knock them out of the park. And, and I think that this ended up actually being a better path than uh, Noah and Chloe because now we've got Noah linked to a character that we have known for years and I'll speak for myself I have loved Amelia for years for from minute one I think the actress who plays her is excellent so I think that is a great pick co-sign every single thing that you say and I love exactly where this is going uh, with this pairing so yeah 100% baby girl 100% but listen for me storyline of the year Hands down, no question, first thought that came to my mind, first memory I had was crying over this story because it came out of nowhere. We were happy. Everything was good. He was back with the woman I cursed for years, but it was working. You know, they were happy. We're, we're celebrating. And then the next thing you know, my Marlon Dingle is on the floor having a stroke. What? What? I know. What? Oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot that. The, so I forgot that, I forgot that was two years. March of this year is when the stroke went down. It has been playing out all year and it has been fantastic. You know, Mark has knocked it out of the park with this portrayal. He deserves all the awards that had bet to be coming his way for the portrayal. And I mean, just look at everything that's happening in the story. You get to see his honest and excellent portrayal of a person who has had a stroke. You get to watch his recovery in the way that people that go through strokes have to do the recovery, right? You get to see him do things like, you know, have, you know, a relationship with his wife, right, who is struggling, and, and his stroke is, is bringing to mind, you know, her thoughts about being a caregiver, and her realizing that she loves him no matter what, and she's going to be there for him no matter what. You get to see how the stroke affects his relationship with his daughter, who loves her dad, the Mrs her dad and doesn't understand why her dad isn't the same dad in the way that he used to be and and so that tension isn't something you know you still get to see him up there supporting his best friend you know after he's finding out that the woman who supposedly loves his best friend then cheated with some fool like nobody's for no damn reason right yeah you even get to see him making connections with new people including his wife's mom and that oh my god i love their relationship so much you know <laughs> and even he is here redeeming charles's trash daughter yeah who stood by while my queen nicola was hurt but what did they do I, there was nothing that they could do with this girl to get me to like any instance of her until they paired her with marlon and made yep. her his apprentice and i'm just like wait this is working why am I kind of liking this girl if that is not showing the power of Mark who has been playing Marlon to perfection for years I don't know what else will but what I can say is that this story is the storyline of the year and to bring it on home Marlon is also my character of the year because 
everything that Mark has done with Marlon in the past year has tugged on the heartstrings, has made me love him and his character and his portrayal even more easily. Best character of the year for 2022, in my opinion. So, what is your thoughts on that, Mama? I, I'd have to agree with you, it, because when you when uh, we talked this out, I thought we had to come up with a character of the year for all the shows, and he was actually my character of the year for Emmerdale, too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's just like, I, I loved how fast he built up from the stroke. I love, you know, how he's working again, like you said, how he is getting up, uh, who's her face to be likable mm-hmm. uh you know she's being friends with april too even though you know uh who the uh, <laughs> his wife isn't for it but uh you know it's just like i i i absolutely love marlon i bawled like a five-year-old girl when when he fell down after getting or trying to find the rings and i was just like oh my gosh he's gonna die on his wedding day <laughs> you know and, and then it's just like he had a stroke he's gonna have to go through a lot of rehabilitation you have the the uh cheesy uh nurse guy who pretty much tried to ruin both laurel and uh laurel's uh uh, and and Bernice's daughters, their relationship by having to go at both of them at the same time. You got it, it, it's just like in all the characters that he's worked with, even the new ones. I love the relationship with you know his mom or with uh, the ma. There, we're gonna get you a safety knife, and you're gonna learn how to cut with a safety knife first, so you don't cut your hands off. You know. <laughs> We're going to cut tomatoes with a safety knife. It's not going to look pretty, but you're going to deal with it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I absolutely, you know, I, I loved that storyline. And, and it was, I thought it happened, or I thought it started last year. That's the only reason I didn't pick it, or else I would have picked it too. But, yeah, it's just like, it was such a good, it was such a good story. And I loved it from minute one to now and you know we'll we'll see we'll we'll see what happens yes. you know I, I yeah it's just it's just really well done yes 100 percent. totally agree baby girl all right so we know marlon was your pick for uh emmerdale character the year now who is your pick if you're looking at your three that you have down who would you pick as your best character of the, well, we'll say since we already know we both love Marlon. <laughs> Who yes, the other I, two I, I, love Mar- I love Marlon and Kane, and neither and and neither of them are it. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I I actually went, and you, everybody might be shocked with this, but unlike Jay, I've been watching Hollyoaks all year, and my character of the year is actually Norma. I have loved Norma's entrance from the minute she popped on screen to now when you learn that she is Warren's mom, to all the stuff that's happening now with her and Warren, and it is absolutely her Warren and Grace, and it is glorious, and I love it, and I love her, and I love her evilness, 
and and it brings me back to the time where Warren was actually truly evil, and they're bringing that back. So I really love Norma bringing in the <laughs> bringing in the evil mob woman that Grace was quote unquote supposed to be, but didn't end up being. You know, <laughs> so I absolutely love the character. I hope she sticks around for a bit longer because I absolutely love her, and I hope to all things holy that nothing happens to her you know because she is a great character and i'm glad they brought her on the show <laughs> yes uh, despite your repeated attempts to slander my character ma'am you know very well that i have also been watching hollyoaks to the point that i have already seen the same introduction and i have already seen the scenes where there was the reveal that she was warren's mama and I love them just as much as you do. <laughs> and I think that is an excellent pick. I don't know if I sent you messages about Warren being Roxy and Ronnie's uh, brother. Yes. But that's what I was thinking when I found out. Yes. I was like, this is but, but, yeah, it, 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 she, Bringing her on as, as that character, as mm -hmm. like probably one of the most best mob people you've seen mm -hmm. since, you know, Gemma Bissett was on the show. I may have hated Claire Devine, but she she did what she had to do. Yeah. <laughs> but but this this woman oh oh she's, she's so great. good. She's she great. is so wonderful and I love mm -hmm. her and and how they utilize her with Sienna and how they utilize her with and how they utilize her with Warren and how they utilize her with Grace. It's just absolutely flipping wonderful and I love how they bring them all together in this little close-knit group and Ethan even. And this little close-knit group of people who all have these little evil tendencies in them and bringing out those evil tendencies that you've seen before and you needed to see again. It was it, just she's great. I'm here for it. <laughs> Now, you've got me looking forward to what I have yet to see, because what I'm sitting here realizing right now is her grandchildren are in that village. Yep. So there's going to be interactions with her and Sienna and Warren, and it's going to be her and her grandchildren. How is she going to react to those grandbabies? So I cannot wait to see how that That's goes. Like, well, she, That's going to be I'm something. Like, well, she knows about the grandkids. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what what else happens because last month was great. This month is heating up to be flipping amazing with with Warren and and Norma. So uh, Warren, Norma, Grace, Sienna, that whole group of people. It's just bringing on joy to my heart. <laughs> well, beautiful. And well, that is a lovely way to segue into our last little bit which is hopes for 2023 so uh what are your hopes for you know the soaps for next year mama so i hope eastenders gets better because i went i think i watched the first three months of eastenders this year took a six month break and then watched the end. Uh, <laughs> because because i i used to be able to sit and watch EastEnders in like a constant flow. Like I could sit and watch it all day, have no issues watching it because it was so good 
and this year it just seemed kind of bland and boring but it was because you know they got rid of the old producer that was doing all the good stuff they brought on the Hobie producer which kind of made it kind of more technical and stuff I guess to where it was just like this kind of feels boring and I mean, like, it got better near the end, obviously, because you got the really good Christmas special and stuff. But I really hope, based on, like, based on you said, just in January, stuff is picking up. I totally agree. Uh, the hope that I have for EastEnders for 2023 is more Kate Oates influence. So mm-hmm. I remember being extremely excited when Kate Oates was given the you know, whatever title she's got, long title, head of serial drama at BBC or whatever, (laughs) which meant that she was going to be overseeing a few of the British soaps. And why was I happy with this? Every single soap that Kate Oates influenced from the minute she showed up just got infinitely better. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. she was coming to Coronation Street and Emmerdale after they'd had, you know, a bit of challenge with regards to their storytelling, right? Uh And she just hit the ground running and just had stories popping from week one. With EastEnders, that did not happen. And I think there's a couple of issues. One, I think, is this decision to have her manage multiple soaps. And two, I think, was them having, like, additional producers that were not Kate Oates. So I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but I felt like with Hobie City, that to me, of all the BBC soaps since she's taken over, felt the most like Kate Oates. And so mm-hmm. them canceling it still remains insane to me. Like, I, I thought the show it was so good. Yeah. So I agree. Like, Eastern, like Eastern is a still quality soap, you know. And oh, yeah. 100%. There are boring times, you know, but there are many quality times. The episodes aren't bad, but they aren't as interesting as they could be. And I don't think they are as interesting as we know that Kate Oates can make soaps be. It's like I've fallen asleep. So whatever, there is, there is obviously something going on at the BBC that was not going on at ITV because Kate Oates just from immediately turned those ships around but there's something going on that's preventing that same shift on EastEnders whatever it is I need it to stop y'all let Kate Oates do whatever the hell she wants to do and <laughs> let her fix this ship because she has the capabilities of making us the best soap ever you know maybe y'all need to stop pulling her 16 different ways so she can do what is necessary to make the show pop. So I hope that happens in 2023 because I want Kate Oates to influence Oates forever, but I need them to stop watering whatever she's... I need her to stop watering down her formula because it feels like her formula has been watered down, especially on EastEnders. And I need yep. to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like last year was just so slow and and... And, and I mean, like, it was after she left, too. It, but, but, like, I watched the entire first half of the year when it was just her, and it was fine. It was, like, you know, her normal standard. But then once Chris came in, the, the Hobie City guy, it just got really technical and really boring. And it got to the point where I, you know, started to fall asleep. 
And then it was just like, it, it's like, it's getting better, obviously, because, you know, I could actually sit and watch five episodes now and not fall asleep. But it still needs to get racked up a little more and give us some more stuff to work with to make it the soap it was back when, you know, Dominic Treadwell Collins was doing it. 100%. And, and you know, it was 100% amazing. And I could sit and watch the whole month episode in a day and say, guess what, I'm done. Let's do this. Rather than me having to wait a month, say, I'm still not done with this month. Can we do it next week? <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, you know. They definitely need to make but, it more interesting. I'm with you on that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the other soaps? What are your hopes for Hollyoaks and Emmerdale? So, my hopes for Emmerdale is that they, I know they're doing it a lot now, but they, I, I, I'm loving how they're utilizing the teens more in the show than they did back in the days of old, back when we were watching it, like, all, or, you know, back when the, you know, other people were doing it, and it isn't just all the older characters. Like, I love how this year was the year of the teens, and I hope they keep doing that and showing how they're evolving and growing up and stuff. And, you know, like, I mean, like, the other characters are fine, too. But it's just, like, you have all the, you have, like, uh, the twins who we see once every blue moon popping up more now that they're old enough to, you know, be utilized. And, you know, it's, it's, I just want to see more young cast over old cast. Because I'm, it's like, I know it's meant to be an old cast show. Because <laughs> it's an older show. But it's nice to see the younger cast grow up too. And I, and I would like to see them more as well. Rather than just seeing, you know, like Liam and Layla breaking up. And all these breakups with couples who have been together for, you know, the entire time we've been watching it. Uh, but yeah, and as for Hollyoaks, they, they, I just want them to stop doing specials. I understand they're doing it to show, like, the heritage of the characters and stuff, but sometimes they do a little too much with what they have and make it a little over the top, but yeah. Maybe, maybe if they do do them, maybe just calm them down a bit and, you know, not make them boring <laughs> but you know um, I have I, I have high hopes for Emmerdale and Hollyoaks already based on what I've seen already this year some of the stuff that I've wanted to see has been happening already and it's just like amping up the excitement because sometimes excitement needs to be amped <laughs> in soaps and we don't get to see that as often on some of them as we do on others so I would like to see that more on Hollyoaks and Emmerdale uh, and EastEnders, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah I, maybe just a little more amping up on the excitement, less babies, more less specials. And honestly, baby girl, there's nothing I can have. My hopes for Emmerdale and Hollyoaks, I have the same thing written down. Keep up the good work. Like, I have been impressed Mm-hmm. By how well both soaps have done in the past year. 
Um, I know on Hollyoaks there were concerns with the new producer, the I think, think Lucy Allen, I think that is, that yeah. um, the show would be worse. I do not think oh, that happened no. at all. It has oh, been, absolutely she has not. Been excellent. I have I've had not, no issues. I, I don't think I've seen anything on the show that I've really disliked. It seems like she got rid of characters that got on my nerves, and she has given shine to characters that I like. So I'm like, Sister Girl can stay. And Emmerdale, yep. totally deserving of their British Soap Award last year. Uh, they are not stopping either. Like, their stories are just excellent. They, they are setting up so many good stories, and the payoffs to the stories are usually fantastic. Uh, we just don't need any more Valley Girl serial killers, and I'll be fine with Emmerdale. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but it's like, leave the killing alone. Leave the killing alone for a year. We need, yes. we need, some, we need some lives and, and, and happiness, and I mean, I wouldn't be against the death of Chloe by accident, but, you know. I mean, there, this show is capable of doing enough non-serial killer storylines so we don't even need to go down that path. You know what I'm saying? But no. Yeah. If Emmerdale she and, could trip on her shoe and fall over, trip on herself and fall over the wall, I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> if Emmerdale and Hollyoaks keep up the good work and EastEnders amps up the Kate Oates influences and all shows listen to everything that you said because yeah, we all need to see no more babies and we do need to see more excitement, I'm with it. And these soaps are going to be a joy to continue to watch. Yes. Yeah. All right. So with that, I will say that I'm Arts Brother Soap. And I'm at Lindsay Amanda. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with the January recap episode soon. And until next time, I will say Medicare for all now, solidarity forever, and stay alive another week. Bye, y'all. Bye.